and I said, hey, 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 what's going on? Hello, and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where two nerds talk about the games that they love. My name is Yusuf, and as always, I'm joined by my bro... Ak, what's this? That's right, sadly, Newman is not here to join us this week, so we will not have the grumpy times of this podcast, as we often do. Um, Sadly, Newman couldn't be here, he wanted to, but uh, we didn't want to leave you hanging this week, because it's been a pretty big week, because a lot of stuff has happened. There's been some big film news, and Nintendo Direct, with some games announced, some remakes, some new things coming, as well as some more stuff with a BlizzCon that came up that might get some people excited too. So, for all the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and that one dog I know that listens... Sorry, it's going to be a little bonus episode for you this week. I'm still going to give you something. And after that news, I have a little interesting story about the development of how some Microsoft Studios worked with Japanese studios a couple of years ago. Kind of how a film changed the way a lot of games are made at the moment. And uh, it might be interesting for you if you want to stick around for that. But as I said, this week I am... So I will not be doing a longer episode. It'll be a mini one. Um, so, as I said, there's a lot of news, so let's get right into it. Well, I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. So, uh, the one of the bigger pieces of news that's happened this week has been that the Mortal Kombat trailer has been leaked. I don't know if everyone's got to see it. Well, actually, it was leaked, and then it was officially revealed later on. Um and it looks really good. I think it looks really, really good. If you haven't got a chance to check it out, it, you know, just go for it on YouTube or whatever. It's everywhere. Um, and they're really going for it. They're putting all the full characters in. I mean, I'm quite surprised. I thought when they were doing this, they might kind of go, look, what's safe? What can we work with a storyline thing? And just go, hey, here's whatever. The three or four kind of main characters and a couple of others peppered around. But it looks like they're really going into it. And it looks good. The effects looks look really brilliant. Apparently, the director is a really big fan of the series. So there's a there's a scene in the trailer where Sub Zero freezes Jax's arms and then rips them off, and that's how he gets his metal arms in the film. Uh, but apparently, the director was talking about it, going, "Look, I know it wasn't Sub Zero. I know it was a different character canonically." So um, it seems like they you know this is going to be pretty good. I'm quite interested in it. Um, it's a Warner Brothers thing, so I think at the moment no one's really sure how it's going to be released for Europe. Um, in the same way they're talking about the Justice League film. Um, I think right now it's going to be on HBO Max, but I don't know what that means. But uh, I keep an eye out for it. Now there is one thing that you should know: it doesn't have the same soundtrack as the old one. Sadly, that is missing from this uh, latest film. Um, although, I mean, that's very of its time, isn't it? So I don't know how well it's going to work. Um, but I think it looks pretty good. So the other big story that kind of happened was that there was a Nintendo Direct. And if some people are aware, it is the 35th anniversary of Zelda, the first Zelda game that came out. So it's got a lot of people excited for the 35th anniversary of Mario. They released the 3D All-Stars packaging. And for this, they did not release the all-stars equivalent for zelda people were hoping they were going to do a switch version of ocarina of time majora's mask and wind waker however they announced skyward sword uh, is going to be coming to the switch i don't mind too much actually because i'm one of the apparently few people who quite liked skyward sword i thought it was pretty good 
Um, I'm also one of the even smaller number of people who didn't like Wind Waker. But I would love to actually play that again because I think I was just a little bit too young because I think the art style really, really put me off. I did get into it and, you know, played a good chunk of it, um, but it, it didn't really work for me. However, I would love to play uh, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time again um, on the Switch. A lot of people are wondering why they haven't released it because are they going to do a N64 Mini like they've done with the SNES and put, you know, those games on that? They have done some of these remasters for, like, GameCube versions and some on um, the Wii U, but... They're kind of wondering why they haven't put brought this out for Switch yet. Nintendo are always a bit weird, though. They're a little bit odd with this kind of thing. Um, some other things that they have announced on their uh, Nintendo Direct is they're going to do a Splatoon 3. So I've never played a Splatoon game. Some people absolutely love it. They think that it's going to be a pretty big thing for them. It looks like it's weirdly dystopian future it's set in, uh, the trailer anyway. So for some people, they're going to be really into that, so they can check that out. They've also, one thing that might be quite cool is they're not doing the Zelda, you know, three games in one, but they are doing a Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. So if you remember, we were talking about the difficult games we played, and Ninja Gaiden is known as one of those really difficult games to play. So they're doing all three of them are going to be in one set uh, coming out on the Switch. And those games are really good fun, so if you haven't played them, I think it will be worth getting those three. If you're, you know, if you like a hack and slash, Devil May Cry, Bayonetta style game, this might be, you know, something that you might want to check out. Although it is, you know, definitely not forgiving. Um, and speaking of Bayonetta, there was no Bayonetta tree. Overall, people were pretty underwhelmed by this Nintendo Direct, to be honest. Um, like, the, you know, people were wondering about them hinting that. People were hoping for some Pokemon remasters, if that was going to happen um but not yet i don't know what they're going to do with it and also the main thing a lot of people wanted was some news about um breath of the wild 2 so at the start of this in the direct uh, before they went on to the skyward sword they were saying look i know you're looking for some uh, breath of the wild 2 news and i'm sorry we don't have that just yet we will give you some more throughout you know throughout the year or later on in the year so i mean who knows what that means, how a little there's going to be leaked about that or whatever. But for now, there's nothing just yet. So we got to stick around. There was some other pretty cool things, though. So there's a Mario Golf, which looks really, really good fun. Um, Monster Hunter game as well. No More Heroes 3. I've never played No More Heroes. Um, looks like it's quite good fun. A character who I think was uh, modeled after Johnny Knoxville. Uh, so it's an idea of when that game was from. And another game is Project Triangle Strategy. Yeah, that's actually what it's called. Well, it's a working title for now. And it had a kind of Octopath Traveler art style, which I wasn't mad on. And I was looking at this trailer going, this doesn't look that good. However, then I saw it was like a tactics gameplay, like an old school Final Fantasy Tactics or a uh, Tactics Ogre style game. But it looks like it's pretty advanced, a little bit more level than you would get in maybe a Fire Emblem game, or at least the most recent Fire Emblem game, Tree Houses. I think this looks really good. So I don't know when this one is going to be out. Um, there is apparently a demo that's out now that you can play on the Switch for free. Apparently it's got a lot of story before you get into it, um, which I think they did with Octopath Traveler as well. But this looks pretty cool if you want to check that out. Um, I think I'm going to give a go at that. And I'll report back next week, because I do love a good tactics game. Um, so... 
that was kind of it from the Nintendo news. There wasn't the kind of big things people wanted. There was a couple of other things, but oh, they just weren't really that interesting, I don't think. It, it, overall, it was kind of underwhelming. Um, but then there was another event that was on, and that was BlizzCon. So Blizzard, as we know, makes some pretty huge games. They make World of Warcraft, and they make Overwatch. So... They've announced that there's an Overwatch 2 trailer that, that's out now. So there's no beta version to play yet. There's no real information about it. But they have given a lot more information than people were kind of expecting about some new maps, some different kind of play modes. Um, and there's nothing about it yet. Who knows when it's going to be announced. There's no date yet. But if you're really into Overwatch, you can give that a go. I think it looks pretty cool, um, to be honest. Now, I've never played an, an Overwatch game. But um, I just, I kind of, it passed me by. Like, it was already so big by the time people were, you know, really getting excited about new heroes coming into it. I was kind of thinking, I don't want to get into this. It's just a bit mucky to kind of be a new person into it. But, you know, this does look good. And everyone I know who's played it has absolutely loved these games. So, uh, Overwatch 2 is going to be exciting. And then for Diablo fans, uh, there was a new class that was announced for Diablo 4. But the thing which got a lot more people excited is they're relaunching Diablo 2. So the original game was from, I think it was the year 2000. So they're going to be putting this out, a remastered version, across the board and everything. Oh, it's going to be on the Switch, it's going to be on PlayStation, going to be on Xbox. So um, that might be something that might be really into it for some people. Once again, sadly, I've never played a Diablo game um but you know what actually maybe something on the switch might be a good way of of getting into it i think i'd like the idea of that so i might get a couple of these things so you know what nintendo direct it looks like your your trick worked because i do want to now get a lot of these games on the switch and see how they look out now um that was kind of it for the new section of it there was a bit more on the nintendo direct you can go check that out on youtube if you want to watch the full thing it's 50 minutes so it's not the longest I think that's the most interesting, unless you're a proper diehard Nintendo fan. Um, I think that's the most interesting thing. Oh, God, no, what am I saying? I've almost forgotten. There was a new character in Smash, Pyra from Xenoblade 2. I really like the Xenoblade, the Xenoblade games. Well, Xenoblade 1 and 2. Really, really good games. Um, one, I think it's just fantastic. You know, Really well-written story, really great music, and they've already got Shulk from that in Smash. So in this one, they brought in Pyra. Slash Mithra, she can change forms. Looks pretty cool. Another character with a sword. Um, I still haven't gotten a chance for to play Smash with Sephiroth in it because uh, my current cop copy of Smash is in Ireland with Newman and I forgot to borrow it back off him. So I need to uh, get that. And, you know, I think I'm not a big fan of, you know, passes and getting more characters again and paying for them. But I think Smash is a good enough game that really makes me want to get them. Uh, so anyway, as I said, that is the news for this week. But I've also got a little story to tell you, so I won't take long. And it's about the development of kind of JRPGs in the way they went. There is a man called Hironobu Sakaguchi, who some people may know as the creator of Final Fantasy. So back in the mid-80s, he started working at Square, and it wasn't even its own company at the time. And... They were in a lot of trouble and they developed Final Fantasy and this game kind of saved them, was a pretty big deal. And he went on and worked it all the way throughout it. Made some huge decisions for the company. He was the guy who decided for Final Fantasy VII that they're not going to do it on Nintendo. They'd done all these games beforehand on, on the Nintendo consoles, 
but they just thought that with moving to disc, PlayStation was going to be a better, more powerful console. So he apparently made a real snap decision and just went, look, it's going to be better on PlayStation. That's what we need to do. And now how ingrained are Final Fantasy titles with PlayStation, you know? Um, so anyway, he made all these decisions and was hugely successful with particularly Final Fantasy 6, 7 and 8. Um, you know, 7 and 8 being two of the four best-selling games on the PlayStation 1. Um, as well as, you know, 7 Remake coming out and that being a massive deal. But he also went into making of a film. And he directed Final Fantasy Spirits Within, which, if you remember, didn't go down too well. It was just a bit of a weird film. People were expecting a more, I don't know, gamified version of it. Maybe some of the elements they wanted, maybe Chocobos or Moogles or summons to be in there somewhere or a character with a big sword, you know, not necessarily uh, the characters from, from Final Fantasy VII, but they wanted it to be, I think that's what people wanted. But also, I think um, it had a bit of a cynical air about it. It just kind of seemed like Hollywood went, hey, you know, these games are pretty huge. Let's cash in. And if you've seen, you know, maybe some of the earlier Mortal Kombat films or the Street Fighter film or the Doom film, that doesn't work out too well. So I think that's what they want to do. Now, I don't think that's what Square were doing. They very much were making their own film, but it did not do well. It lost $90 million. Uh, so after this happened... Sakaguchi stepped down from Square. He thought he had to leave. He thought it was the only thing he could do. So afterward, Square went a little bit safe. They started going, look, let's actually cash in on the tiles that have already made money. Final Fantasy VII was big. Let's do some more things. They released games like Dirge of Service and Before Crisis and Crisis Core. And they also did things like Final Fantasy X-2 and Thirteen Two, 2 as well as a lot of other peripherals to everything that was going on and these were generally lower in quality um than the kind of the games that they were doing and some people at square thought that they kind of wore out the title but the reason they did this is they said they had to get the money back and basically up until very recently that's how square and at the time square enix um became way more cautious and this is why maybe that's why 11 was an mmo that kind of flopped that's why like four, final fantasy 14 is huge now but it bombed when it first came out they had to close the servers and basically relaunch it with a realm reborn so that also did quite badly they were just trying to make some more money conscious decisions um because also apparently before spirits before sakaguchi was just like let's get the best equipment, let's put all the money in, the games will be a success. And up until Spirits Within, they were all huge successes. I think they were such big successes, he shouldn't have had to step down. Like, yeah, look, he shouldn't be directing another film, but the games he made were brilliant. But anyway, he left, and then he went to uh, Microsoft. Because they went, look, hey, this is brilliant. Final Fantasy is a pretty big franchise, let's do our own, you know. Um, and Microsoft, even today, doesn't really have that many jrpgs um you know in their repertoire and it's not the best selling sort of console in japan so they wanted to do their version of it so sakaguchi came and he made lost odyssey and blue dragon and it didn't really go well and i think this is absolutely mad right so he said that him and his team when they were working at microsoft there were these weird structural problems and it, it seemed like microsoft 
maybe maybe it was just a few people in charge just they weren't really aware of what they were doing but apparently they just made it so difficult for them to work they were using unreal engine which is really really good really powerful but it was quite new and according to the team who uh, had worked at square beforehand and then moved to microsoft they said that they were told look yeah it's buggy and there's updates and you need to fix it and you can figure it out on your own and if you need help you need to contact us in english you know and just and like this is a studio based in japan with an all japanese team it's just should you not have somebody there to kind of localize this a bit better like maybe that's not the right term but to make it easier to make things work from the different modes of communication um and they had this real problem and also apparently they had a problem with trying to hire staff even if they had a crazy budget they were capped with how many staff they were allowed to have so they just ended up just kind of fighting within themselves to make this work so they released these two games lost uh the lost odyssey and or sorry lost odyssey and blue dragon and um they didn't fail they were they weren't bad games but they weren't really the same thing and then he left he left microsoft sakaguchi left and never developed another title for them again which you kind of assumed was him going look i can you know he worked for nintendo made these big games and yeah he was still all at square then but now when he moved from sony maybe he was going to do the same thing again but it didn't it didn't work out so then he went back to nintendo and he worked on the last the last story which i haven't played um but apparently it was really well received but it didn't sell too well apparently it was like it didn't crack the top 60 best-selling wii games and the wii library is not huge so it didn't it didn't really do that good a job um and then he left and then he left and he has his own company Mistwalker, which he set up you know even before nintendo um and he just develops mobile games now and like that's fine that's a different market but he it's been 20 years since spirits within and it's been 10 years since he's made a game for a console. And this guy was sort of the reason why JRPGs as a whole, while well, games moved over to a Western market. And I mean, he's behind a game that was so successful, Final Fantasy VII. They went and they relaunched it again and it was one of the biggest games last year. And he's not making video games anymore. And he's not doing that because the film failed. And I think that's an absolutely ridiculous thing. Now, maybe he's happy enough to do this I don't know, maybe that's just the way it works. But um, he's just like, I think he's only he's only in his 40s or 50s, which is mad because he started working in the mid-80s and had this huge effect so early on in his life and hasn't really done anything because of a mistake he made 20 years ago. Um, so I was just digging into this and wondering, you know, kind of what happened. And Newman would, you know, kind of says that the Final Fantasy games hadn't been as good. And there was a drop in quality because he left, I think anyway. So um, now I think they've changed this since and Square are back now making, you know, some more gutsier decisions. They're not kind of wringing things out too much. And uh, apparently by everybody, Final Fantasy XIV, since they've relaunched, it has been excellent. So they're doing a, re- a pretty good job again. But I'd like to see them back. You know, so I just wanted to tell you the story of Sakaguchi. So that is it for me. I've already gone on for too long. 20 minutes on my own isn't great. So uh, I want to thank you for listening and say we will we'll be back next week and we're going to give you the normal episode as normal where we're going to go through a game. And it's going to be an exciting one, one that I'm quite a big fan of and Newman isn't, but I think a lot of you will uh, will like. Um, so same as normal spiel, if you could please like or uh, rate the podcast, that would be fantastic. 
Um, and if you'd like to get in contact, you can do at pressdeactionbuttonpod at gmail.com. So thank you for joining in and Newman will be back next week and we'll do as normal. Goodbye.